Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction here on Fightful.com. It is Tuesday. It is Movie Review Tuesday. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined, as always, by Miroslav Shatan, Joseph Holbert. Joseph, how are you? I am good. Um, I I sense this is going to be one for the ages, Jeremy, and I'm not <laughs> sure if it's because of the film, because of our general kind of mood here as we enter this, uh, this episode, but I am intrigued to see what we what conversation we can muster after this just extraordinary motion picture. I really am. <laughs> uh, for today's movie review, we're here to talk about Santa Slay, starring Big Billy Goldberg. Um, you're, when I pitched this movie to you last week, your micro, you were so angry, you broke your microphone. You were like, yes. I'm not watching this Santa Slay movie. But I assume you actually watched this movie for the sake of the podcast. I think I did. I definitely... <laughs> It was on, and I was in the room looking at the screen, but I must admit, at this current moment, I'm unsure if I actually watched it or it just happened, and I was sort of like experiencing it as it went along. I don't know. This was a wild experience. What I will say is, um, whether my microphone was there or not, I had no idea what this film was about, <laughs> what sort of film it was, but you have just informed me you did, in fact. So, look, I assume you're going to lead me through this review, because I am startled to this moment, very when we're recording this, I'm still startled. I was at, I think, like a blockbuster. And this uh, this movie came out in um, 2005. So the yeah. blockbuster was still technically around during that day. So that makes sense. I think it was at a blockbuster. And I was walking through looking for movies. And I saw this film. I saw Santa Slay. I saw it was Bill Goldberg on it. And I was like, should I get this? And then I read it. I noticed it was a horror film. And I'm not a big like horror guy. It's not my no. genre. So I was like, eh, I don't think I'm going to watch it. And, but it's always stuck with me that Bill Goldberg <laughs> did this horror film where he was Santa Claus. And so now, 15 years later, I decided, well, let's actually go back in time to that blockbuster moment and let's rent this movie and let's actually check it out and see what it's all about. So, yes, I did know it was a horror film starring Bill Goldberg. I didn't know it was a, a slasher flick. I guess as well, because that's what this was. Goldberg, he's yes. Santa Claus, and he goes around killing people. That's the plot, folks. 
Yeah, um, I want to go back to what you just said there because I'm alarmed right now because <laughs> I suddenly here live on air sense that this whole series was purely your vehicle <laughs> to get someone to watch Santa Slay with you so you could produce a podcast on it. Do you confirm or deny that allegation, Jerry? Uh, I cannot confirm that allegation, um, okay. but I will say there's a lot of truth behind it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes me question a lot of the decisions made right here. <laughs> I, I now will always wonder when Goldberg shows up to change everything. But uh, you're right, Slasher, like, you're not using that lightly here, right? That is really what this is. Like, there's, and you, you're aware of it after the first scene of the film. We yes. get straight into like, the gruesome murder, and it's, uh, it's pretty wild. I mean, I'm relying on you to kind of lay the narrative for this, because I can't stress enough, we've watched a lot of films. This has like the most insane plot line ever, right? It has to. It is ridiculous it's bonkers it's crazy so yeah this is this is something folks just seat belts on okay i don't know if there if there is a plot line it's literally just a backstory. <laughs> yeah the, the plot itself i mean yeah. the plot itself is very easy to follow okay i agree with you there the backstory itself is like oh i didn't understand unlike. that at all they just tried to okay so basically the the backstory <laughs> is is santa he's the devil right or he's the devil's son he's the yeah. devil's son uh they talk about the so. immaculate conception and, and they give two reasonings the or two examples and the first one is you know jesus being born virgin mary and the second one is is satan being born uh mm -hmm. from devil but satan is actually santa and so santa bill goldberg is just coming around to, to murder he played a game of like curling it was like a yeah. mixture of like curling and hockey he played he played a game of curling with uh this old man and then now he's back a thousand years <laughs> <Old> later <man. laughs> He's a thousand years old, this old man. He's a grandpa. You don't learn that he's a thousand years old. Like you're just like, oh, he's some dude's grandpa. But then when they're explaining the backstory of it, it's like, yeah, this happened a thousand a thousand years ago. And so then you realize, wait, so this grandpa is actually a thousand years old, and he's living. He just looks like a normal. He's got to be what seventy, probably seventy in the film, portrayed as a yeah. seventy year old. But he's actually a thousand. And he's coming yes. back to to claim his soul back or something. He's that's, an angel, right? That's, that's yes. Yeah, yeah. The 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 thousand year old man is an angel. So yes. he's coming back. It, it's basically the devil went down to Georgia to play curling. That's that's how it is with Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, because what happened was he lost the game of curling. Yes. Right. And that was that the the result of that defeat was a thousand year bet in which. The event he used to call like his sleigh, where he would murder everyone, he instead had to be nice to kids. Yeah, I think. And this year um, was the year that the thousand years were up. Everything I'm saying right now actually is in the <laughs> film. I know this sounds insane. Stick with me. This year is when the thousand years are up. So obviously, uh, Grandpa, who is also an angel, uh, he's aware that Santa is going to return to kill everyone. What I did not quite grasp was it seems that he acts this way every Christmas in fear of Goldberg slash Santa's arrival, which leaves me wondering, like, did he just forget what year this took place? <laughs> it was in the book. He should have had a, lo a lot of enjoyment over that thousand, year <laughs> thousand years of Christmas that he had before this moment arrived. But yes, it's... Um, I can't believe everything we just said. That's not the most factual breakdown of plot <laughs> we've ever done. And it sounds ridiculous, unfortunately. But that's this, the way it is. 
this angel, by the way, is a complete dick to to his his grandson as yeah. well. Uh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, his grandson, you know, his grandson's got a, I don't remember this kid's name, uh, no. but he's, he's got a pseudo girlfriend and they're talking about Christmas. He's like, yeah, I'd like to get a, he doesn't use Red Rider BB gun, but he's like, I want all these cool things. I just end up with an easy bake oven. So it's like, and then the grandpa confirms that story later on talking about the easy bake oven. And I didn't look, this pissed me off for some reason because... <laughs> <laughs> this kid is talking about all his terrible Christmases. And when he's saying that, I'm expecting like, oh yeah, you know, I asked for, I think he says like an Atari game or something. He's like, I asked for an Atari game and all this stuff. I was like, oh, but his like family was too broke to get it. Like that's sad and stuff. And he's like, but all I just got was an easy bake oven. So I was thinking, so this family had the money to get him what he wanted and they just yep. decided, no, we're going to get you something completely different. Something to just ruin your Christmas on purpose and that's what this grandpa did so this mm. guy sucks i think he deserved to die in the end of this i think the angel is actually a terrible human being and santa was right for coming back to try to to murder him and all of this okay that's an interesting way to start this podcast uh, i i would like to um i would like to explain something to you he gave an explanation himself with one line of dialogue i don't know if you missed this or not but he said I did. All good gifts are practical, Jeremy, was his point. <laughs> and I don't know, I can't remember when he said that. He said it at some point. I think uh, you're lying. I'm 100% no, sure you're lying about <laughs> I'm this. certain of it. I'm never going to rewatch this. You're going to have to do it when you get another podcast. <laughs> In 15 years when you get another guy to do this on a podcast, he may know. But I'm pretty sure he says something about all good gifts are practical. And clearly he did not view the video game um aspirations like what was the other thing the kid wanted he wanted like a transformer right yes Something like that. Yeah. yeah and he was very confused when he got given it by his pseudo girlfriend because he, he initially didn't understand that it transformed it was a gun it was a gun that was a real thing though right wasn't that I a real thing I don't know if a transformer ever transformed from a gun. Wasn't it like a big story that they once tried to do that and like I think parents didn't like it. I don't know. Who cares? Oh, I'm I about transformers now. By I the way, did. we're never reviewing any of them. I want to tell you, we are never reviewing any. Oh, of Oh, John stuff. Cena's and Bumblebee. He is, and we're never reviewing any of this stuff ever, ever, ever. But yeah, so um, what else happened in this? Yeah, so so he's it's Bill Goldberg is here to kill everyone as Santa. Yeah. Um, and he, to be fair. He's pretty successful, isn't he? How many people does he kill in this film, would you say? Just as an estimate. I mean, he kills six people in the opening scene, right? At least six or seven. Yes. They're all just sitting around at dinner, including the nanny. Fran Drescher is there, and he lights her on fire. And then I think he drowns her in, like, milk or something. Yeah. That did not look like water. It looked like some – it had a white texture or a white coloring, I guess, to it. I thought it was milk. I don't know. Uh, but he just shows up. He shows up in the middle of the scene at the middle of this dinner and just starts murdering people. So he kills them. He kills this lady by running her off the road. Uh, he uses the the ludicrous line, move, bitch, get out the way. Goldberg, amazing that delivery. Scene owned, that. that scene actually owned. She's like swaying on the road. And yeah. just, it was, um, that was like the second scene of the film, too, yeah. right? Involving him. Yes. Man, he must have got like 30 bodies in this film. He must have. His body count is insane. It is. It is up there. He speared a guy. Did you catch the spear through the glass shelving? Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a a Biggie spear through the middle ropes. He hit it about just as well as Biggie does. (laughs) As that could be a compliment or a criticism, (laughs) I'm not sure. I want to just say that 
there was a moment there where I had like a an instance of clarity. You know, while you were listing off everything that happened, and I was sort of nodding my head. Yes, that did happen, Jeremy. Yes, <laughs> that also happened. I remember when this podcast was opening up, you know, and we were like, it's going to be like a weekly real sports-style debate. <laughs> never. Never did I ever think I was going to be hearing you list off these things. And they're all true. They're all true, folks. And here's the crazy, here's the kicker of all of this. The absolute biggest part of all of this is, I think this is one of the better films we've watched. And I'm not joking. No, this movie, it's like an hour and 15 minutes long, too. Yes. So it's super short, which is helpful. And like you know what you're you're getting into. It's I just didn't, I did not okay. Know. Well, by the by the first scene, you kind of know what yeah. you're getting into. It's yeah. just gonna be and like the backstory on it is crazy, and the explanation of how they come up with all of this. I don't know what kind of drugs they were on, but it was probably pretty good. Uh, the way they came up with all this, but it it does breeze right by. Just Goldberg going around like this is what we want from Goldberg, right? We don't need Goldberg in these long, intense matches. Uh, you know, trying to do comedy bits. We don't need the wig on Goldberg. Just go around killing everybody. That's what we want from Goldberg. This is this film booked Goldberg better than his entire first WWE run. True, I would, I would agree with that. Um, he dominates throughout. He doesn't even really do a job at the end, right? No. He still lives. Yeah. So, sorry, that was a spoiler. In case anyone <laughs> was wanting to check this one out, that's a spoiler, folks. I apologize, but um, I mean, I'm with you. I. I don't know what to say about this because what happens is when would you say it's revealed like why he is this way half an hour in maybe uh yeah about 40 minutes in and then the the rest of the film which is granted only like 35 minutes but he's just like a prolonged chase scene yes right where he <laughs> goes after the two protagonists the two uh, you know the boyfriend and his girlfriend it's like I was looking at the time being where does this when yeah. does it change <laughs> It doesn't really, does it? Until they get back to doing curling again, um, I, which also isn't important. Carry on. <laughs> I had that same thought when he he goes and he actually sees the angel grandpa again, and they're yeah. talking and explain it. And I checked the time because I knew it was only an hour and fifteen minute movie. So I checked the times like, oh, there's got to be like fifteen minutes left in this movie, and there's still like half an hour left. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what else do they have to do? with this film and i mean it's just goldberg killing more people so so fine yeah. like anybody that gets in the way it, we get a, a a cameo by zeus so two wrestlers were actually in True. this film zeus was in this movie uh he looked a lot smaller in 2005 than he did in 1989 whatever no holds barred came out but uh it was good to see him they 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 threw it back to friday and not back to no holds barred which i was very disappointed in they they tried to make it seem like this is this big star from friday we know this is former wrestler Zeus. Exactly. We don't care about Debo from Friday. This is Zeus. Yes. Who could ever care about that when you know <laughs> Zeus? Right? When you've seen what Zeus did to Randy, who could ever <laughs> care about anything else he did ever? Right? But um yeah, there was like a there was like an actual chase, right? Where they were they were like um he was chasing after him literally, I mean, like they were running from him. And he seemed to be very close to them and then would just vanish again, which I was confused <laughs> by. And then they go into school and there is what felt like 15 scenes in a row where they just go in a room. He knows where they are and still fails to catch up, which <laughs> I found to be an amazing portion of filmmaking where like they would just explain to you that he knew full well where they were. <laughs> he would like lure them out and then just get away. I didn't, uh, he was not, I know, it's interesting, you know, Jeremy, he was so sharp in murdering everyone else in this film. Like, literally almost every other human you see in this film, he kills, like, suddenly. 
but he was just really struggling with the teen lovers, right? He couldn't quite figure out whether they were in the library, whether they were there. It was um, 35 minutes of just chasing for poor Bill, and that must have wore him out a little bit. I'll say that one. His uh his singular reindeer he got this giant reindeer on steroids uh that he he rode around and and they, they pumped this thing full of like Alistair Overeem horse meat to get this this reindeer as jacked as it was I'm convinced of this um yeah he didn't have his, his giant reindeer through the majority of these chase scenes he just had to go into the school and look Goldberg I I don't know what maybe he was blinded by like the actual love that these two humans had and the, you know, everyone else he kills, maybe they love somebody, but the, the bickering family at, at the start, they were, they were fighting mm-hmm. everyone else. We don't know if they had any love or anything. Maybe Santa Claus did have a heart and he saw the love and he's like, all right, I, it just blinded him. It just blinded him. Joseph. That's the only explanation I got. See, that, that is interesting. I mean, not really, but you know, for the sake <laughs> of the show, I'll, I'll continue with this bit because I initially thought, that it was going to be a film where like he murders all the like bad people, you know, because that the family were very, it was very clear to you. These are not like, nice people. Right. Right. At the start of the film. So I thought he was going to be some kind of like justice serving lunatic center, but maybe he was. And I just didn't realize because what you've just laid out suggests that perhaps he was, perhaps he respected true love enough to only <laughs> pretend to want to kill the young lovers is that what you're suggesting here jeremy i think i'm on board with it that that's what i'm going with i like when we okay. do these film reviews and we try to explain the like the giant plot holes that don't make sense but then we just tack on our own it's very pro wrestling this is what wrestling fans love to do is if oh. it's not explained they'll just come up with a backstory of this is why they did it like yeah okay sure Yes, don't. If, just a tip of advice for anyone if you ever end up writing for any kind of wrestling website in the world and you put it in your like Twitter bio, never complain about a plot hole in wrestling because you will have <laughs> so many explanations that apparently are obvious, simple. Um, that's always a treat. But you're right, the beauty of what we do here, Jeremy, is not only does no one watch this show, first thing. Second thing, <laughs> we can never be corrected on these details, right? Because no one cares about Santa's sleigh and our critique or praise of it. So we can just sort of, we can say what we want about these films. We could actually claim this is the best film ever. Maybe we will by the end of this. I'm not sure. What I will ask you is, would this film have been better, and I think I know the answer, if it had been five minutes longer and included a montage <laughs> of Santa, all of his murders, yeah, maybe some all murders, of his murders. Maybe we get some bonus murders slid in throughout. Um, that was the only thing I thought was missing from this was a montage, closing montage to say farewell to Bill. You've got to save it for Santa's sleigh too. He's not dead. Bill Goldberg's not dead. I legit think like there was a plan to do Santa Slay 2. I'm assuming it wasn't made. I think but I would be too. convinced. Yeah, I've, like, the finish of it is... Because at the end, he's dressed up like like a Bill Goldberg fan, right? He has like, the hat. Doesn't he have like, <laughs> Goldberg's logo? <laughs> yeah, do I he's, imagine? he's dressed like biker Goldberg. Like That's how he's dressed. Yeah. Which is basically just Bill Goldberg. <laughs> I was going to say, what, what a stretch that was <laughs> to be able to play that guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he was dressed like the Goldberg who like shattered his arm on the window. Like yes. that book. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's favourite Goldberg. Um <laughs> Yeah, it felt like it was set up for a sequel. I mean I perhaps there is one and I've just set up myself to pick this for next week. I oh, assume I'm not. looking to see if he's done any uh type of <laughs> This type is of gonna Santa This Santa. sets up my next bit here, Jeremy. Once you're done here, I have a whole bit about exactly this. He's not he's not done another Santa Slay. He's done other films, which yes. 
Yeah. And this is what I wanted to say, okay? <laughs> this starts a game now, which I'm sure unsure anyone in the world can answer, including Bill Goldberg. <laughs> can we piece together what Goldberg did from when he left the WWF with the Brock Lesnar match and then returned with the Brock match? There's 12 years there <laughs> in which I am convinced that he vanished for at least six of them. Here's what I know. I'll, I'll set the table for everyone. I just want to know. He did this film, which I did not know a week ago. He did do this film. He also became like a color analyst yeah, for Elite for XC. Yeah. yeah, which was hilarious for many, many reasons, <laughs> which I'll not get into here. Um, outside of that, pretty sure he disappeared. He had, you his have own, any he had his own car show. Like he is like Goldberg's wow. Garage or something. Oh man! Yeah. Oh well, this, this might a... need to be reviewed. <laughs> this is this is a real thing. Let, let me see what the exact uh, name of it. It just played himself. It was like a, a reality show. Um, garage. It was called Garage Mahal. So it was with Jinder Mahal. <laughs> um, okay. He did this from 2009 to 2011. He was the host. So I'm pretty sure right. he just went to like various garages and just like critiqued cars and was just you know grunting like ah good car tim allen he was basically tim allen okay so we have we have information and evidence of where he was in 2005 because this film yeah? yes we have when would you say he was a commentary mma 2006 to 2008 something like that sure <laughs> okay so that's those years are off the board and then we have the, the jinder mahal program you were just talking about <laughs> Which takes another two years. So now we're at 2012, right? We don't know. Do we know where Bill went in 2012? He obviously comes back eventually in 2016. These are the questions I have to ask for the sake of our audience. Um, 2012. Oh, there's a giant gap in his film work, oh, too. see? Yeah. Ask questions. Because Gar Garage Mahal ended in 2011, and then he, he doesn't appear on television again until 2016. He does do... Nope. He does... Uh, he does a couple of movies in 2010, but then he he's gone until 2015 until he does some weird diet. So there is a gap from 2012 to 2015 where Goldberg just doesn't exist. Because I often feel this is a thing that happened and no one talks about. Look, there was so many years in which the idea of Goldberg coming back to wrestling was like the most ridiculous thing ever. And then it just happened and we was like, yep, Goldberg's back. <laughs> I feel something was missed in the timeline that I watched this this world on because it that's when he had like... his kid. That's when he was raising his kid, Joseph. Okay, okay no comment. Uh, the, <laughs> the it felt to me like there were a handful of years where if TNA had signed Bill Goldberg, it would have been like the ultimate mega pop for for the whole of the internet. Everyone had been like, oh my god, they've got Goldberg. And then like everyone decided Goldberg sucked. And then he came back to wrestling and it was just like he was world champ within months. <laughs> and I'm not sure what was the trigger to that. So what I can recall, um, and I'm really hoping I remember this right, because this is one of my all-time favorite wrestling things, was he wrestled Brock after being added to the 2K game, right? Yes. He was like the big... And the tagline was, please, Joe, get this right, <laughs> fantasy warfare, it just got real. I am almost certain is what they built this match. It's something. So I will because you were you were very gung ho about oh, getting this correct. I will look up you, the actual tagline. Yes, but it is similar to that. Yes, because I remember thinking. Okay, what was what was your uh, tagline? <laughs> Fantasy warfare. It just got real. 
There's no it. It's just fantasy warfare just got real. <laughs> that rules. That is so... I just remember the amount of times they said that. So, I seem to view that time in WWE as like... It felt like some new folks were appearing and new faces. And the next thing I knew, like, I blinked and Bill Goldberg was the world <laughs> champ. And since then, this is the other part that's weird, and this is where I continue to ask questions, Jeremy. He, like, vanished again. I'm pretty sure he retired. And then he was just back. <laughs> there's, there's major holes in the Bill Goldberg narrative Joseph, that I'm not he, sure we ever sealed here. He went through a war in Saudi. Do you not remember this great he Saudi war? That. Before the Saudi war. Like, so his last match was with Brock, I mean, was WrestleMania 2017, right? Yeah. Mm, was it? Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. I don't recall. My <laughs> timelines are so bad. My timelines are terrible. 2018, I saw his Hall of Fame speech. Okay. You know the Hall of Fame speech in which 95% of the roster had just gone home because it was very <laughs> late. Until Billy Jim had kept talking about opportunity for hours and hours. Not that I have any bad memories that night. <laughs> me. There was Bill Goldberg. He had his suit on. He was sweating a lot. I remember that. Uh, he was talking about wrestling, which was always you know smart for doing your Hall of Fame speech. And then. He just was back, wrestling The Undertaker in that war that we never speak of. So <laughs> I'm just intrigued. Goldberg has had such a unique career. And I, I really mean this. I think he's one of the most interesting people in wrestling history. Being serious here, folks. Here you have a guy that became famous within legitimately like months of making his professional wrestling debut. Yes. Only capable of doing short matches. Now, granted, some guys got good matches out of him at longer length. But generally speaking, we know where he was. I think he'd admit it himself, right? He then has like this terrible WWE run, and he just vanishes from wrestling altogether. Wants well, nothing to do with it. Comes back as the exact same guy that he was 20 years earlier. Like the exact same guy, and he's still divisive to the same fans he was then. Um, he still gets like a good reaction for the most part from live crowds, which was insane in its own way. Um, and he fights the same man that he left wrestling against. This guy is like a ridiculous tale. There is legitimately 13 years between his match with. He's WrestleMania match with Brock that sucked, and he's won WrestleMania Brock that ruled. No one even speaks this. I don't know. Do we take Goldberg for granted as an insane wrestling story? I think we might. Real quickly, and then I'll answer your taking Goldberg for granted. If Goldberg had gotten signed, you're you're Mr. TNA on this show. So you're Mr. Impact. You've been traded. You, you rep the Impact banner. What was Impact doing in 2012 where if Goldberg just came in, like what would have happened? Aces and eights leader, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> was Aces and eights 2012? Aces and eights began in 2012. I think they may have revealed it the year after. Um, in hindsight, I was wrong. They should have brought in Bill Goldberg to lead Aces and eights. <laughs> Especially after we set this bit up with you talking about Biker Bill uh, about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I don't know. I remember them teasing... Uh, when Hogan and Bischoff were there, they did a tease once of, like, maybe it's Goldberg, this mystery guy. And obviously it wasn't Goldberg. It was never going to be Goldberg. They were just teasing different things that people might want to see. So I always thought that Goldberg and TNA would be viewed as, like, Warrior in WCW, you know, and it would just be exposed. But obviously not, because years later he was the WWE champ again. So what do I know, I guess? I'm not sure. I think it would have been Warrior yeah, in WCW was, right? if it was TNA. It only worked in WWE because it was just ridiculous at the time. I'm kind of shocked. Maybe they had discussions with Goldberg. Uh, somebody should ask Bischoff, who the million interviews he does, um, that, they, that they didn't bring in 
uh, Goldberg just so Hogan could get that win back. Like, that just seems like a Hulk Hogan thing to do is let me get this win back in TNA, brother. I mean, I think even Hogan knew that Bill was not going to let him beat him in 2012. <laughs> but I'm with you. It would have been a Hogan move for sure. Um, yeah. So my question, what's my question? Again? Oh, yeah. I'm doing a is Goldberg underrated narrative right now, Jeremy. Do you support this this narrative or do you just shun it in every way? I, he, he wasn't underrated. <laughs> There's no way Goldberg. Okay. Here's what I'll ask you, okay? If I find a clip of Goldberg working in Japan and he does like 15 <laughs> seconds of chain wrestling and I clip it, post it, will you be like, okay, I co-sign. Yeah. He is in. Yeah, I will okay. do the I will do the uh, the the NBA Twitter thing where Bill Goldberg is a problem, three huffing faces, and <laughs> people will go insane for it. Right, look, in all seriousness, I, I mean, I don't know what I'm even talking about here, but it is in a, a pretty wild story. It really is. But anyway, back to Santa's sleigh. <laughs> um, there's a food fight in this film, Jeremy. I'm pretty sure there's a food fight. Not a food fight, but there's a man who throws food. At Santa, I'm pretty sure it's the young protagonist in the movie, which continues a like bi-weekly trend of people throwing food <laughs> in diners. Is that on just, our reviews. is why is that? Is this every film now? Like, do I need to go back and watch every film I've ever seen to see if I've just missed all of these food fights? <laughs> because I'm, it seems like it happens yeah. very often in these reviews. I'm not convinced that we're like these are real films. Like I'm pretty <laughs> certain they were made and like put on a shelf, but they were just added to like IMD pro, IMDb profiles, and they just thought a podcast will get these eventually. Like, and when they do, they'll see all the links and they have to put it together because I, some of these things I've never seen anyone discuss them. Now, granted, if I looked into this, I'm sure loads of people like us have done silly reviews of this thing. But man, it certainly feels like every week. I give you a film that's like, where did this come from? And you do the same to me every single time. <laughs> Other than the Hogan trilogy, which obviously was big time. No doubt, big time. But um, yeah, there is a lot of food fighting. They're not even food fights. Uh, it's just one man throwing food. What was the best one we've seen? I think easily No Holds Barred. Oh, easily. yeah. Yeah, the No Holds Barred one it is the best. Yeah, because it's like so, Hogan is so cocksure, right? He's just like, oh, guys are shooting at me. Let's get this pie. You know, like he's just, he's... <laughs> He's it's, so quick on the trigger. It's that, but it's also the reaction to, that the waitress has after it. Like, he just does this every week. Like, it just prevents a food You ain't fight. lost a step. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just, step rip. he just has a career of, like, preventing food fights outside of the wrestling ring. That's what makes that scene for me, is is that reaction to it. Yeah, and that's also the moment that, like, his love interest just is... She, that's when she's like, okay, yeah. this guy... <laughs> he's different than the other dumb people I meet in life. This one is different, let me tell you. Anyway, Santa's sleigh. Do you have anything else to add about Santa's sleigh, Jeremy? What was your favorite killing in Santa's sleigh? Man, that's a, that's tough. Um, the the guy who's an actual actor that has the shot they work in, you know? And he's like, he's befuddled at why Santa is outside his door. The whole build-up to that is my favorite murder. You know what I'm talking about, right? Where he's yeah. like, we're closed. And he, it takes him so much for him to realise something is up here. That's what I love about it. There's a man fully dressed as Santa who is like smashing his, his hands on the on the door. I don't know, there's some good ones though, right? He kicks, like the, he one... kicks the door and then he slits, switches the sign to open and then that he just good. bursts it. <laughs> yeah, this, that was the, the spear, right? That was He speared that, that person. That was the spear, I believe. Like an actual spear or the wrestling move, the spear? The wrestling move. That's no, he... no, no. Oh. He, 
does the uh, he like spears him in the throat with a big uh, what do you call it? The uh, weapon he used. Remember the he bends it against the wall. Yeah, and he's, he's yeah, against yeah. the wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you was using like terminology there. I thought he was, like <laughs> he speared him. I was like, yeah, he kind of did. He went for his throat. Um, there's some other the one with the with the old lady was good though, right? We agreed on that earlier. I'm trying to think. There's a there's a just a. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply percussion of them at one point the scene where he goes into like the club deal you know that's as far as i'll go in my description of it the club <laughs> there is like 12 good murders in that scene it's yeah. hard for me to remember them all because my standout is always just the quick cuts to goldberg's face as he sort of like grins for it all. that's kind of all i like about it really uh i do like the club murder scene because it's so just like rapid fire of, yes. of just murders and you know if you're gonna do a slasher film just just kill off a bunch of people that, that don't matter in the end. Like this scene didn't serve much of a purpose at, outside of just the, for <laughs> Goldberg to, to kill, uh, like you said, 12, 13 uh, people in quick succession. Look, strip clubs are bad, Joseph. That, I think that was the, the point of this scene. I think so. I mean, here's the deal. I'll say this, and this makes me sound like an absolute lunatic. I'm aware. Just go with me. Like it does work though, because when you do those scenes where you just show the guy killing everyone, the idea is that when they finally come to a head and they come face to face with the, your heroes, so to speak, there is some sense of drama. And like I think, you know, relatively speaking here, I'm not saying it's like a horror classic, but there is some excitement at least when he's chasing him, maybe for the first 10 minutes of the 40 that he chased him for. <laughs> but like, you know, the deal where he, um, you know, they get pulled over by the police and he is the one that's actually yes. pulling them over. <laughs> that's kind of neat, right? And then, you know, he jumps on top of the car. Here's what I'll say about this. We've reviewed a lot of lifeless, soulless, disgraceful um, films. Uh, that's that'd be my description of what we've reviewed a lot of. That was a just lot of the just, Marine for. Yeah, just a lot of cash grab, like you know, just guys getting on holiday and doing bad films. This has like quirkiness to it, right? Like it has some neat little touches. Some of it's crass and some of it's dumb. But I think there's an audience. I'm not sure I'm it to be honest, because it's not really my thing anyway. But I think there's an audience that could legit enjoy this film, which puts it in like a top three we've ever reviewed. And I'm not joking. Like, because it has some neat touches to it. You know, it's authentic at least. Uh, I thought the the main, the guy and his girlfriend, they sucked. They were terrible in this film. Really I thought bad. she was better than he was. He was very, very bad. Yeah, that's not a compliment. They They were both very bad you're right him in particular just not good at all look i did not i was not rooting for this but i was legitimately just rooting for goldberg to kill everybody that was the ending that i wanted i just wanted him you know what christmas 
it's a joke of a holiday. Uh, Satan Santa is back to just murder everybody for this holiday. You got your thousand years of peace. You clearly didn't enjoy it as well as you should have. Mm-hmm. So now Satan Santa is back to just uh, bring bring order to to how it should have been. Okay, so if that's the case and that was your mindset, you must have loved the scene where they do the curling like rematch. <laughs> and he just decides after this yes. world, the angel goes, he's just yes. like, oh, maybe I can't beat it. Let's just throw him. Let's just be done with this. That was awesome. I will say that. I thought that was great. I was very sad that they, they, they swerved that and then the grandpa just held on to the giant hole that yes. was in the uh, in the arena. That uh, looked very sad. That yeah. was a whole that whole portion was very, very it was tough. <laughs> that was tough filmmaking, but I'm with you. It was fun. The the idea was fun. Yeah, that's what I when during that scene, I said that. I was like, he should just kill this dude. Like, why is he playing this <laughs> stupid game? Just murder this man right now. Uh, and he tried, but, you know. You gotta do. The heroes gotta kind of win until until we make Santa slay too, Joseph. We're adding this to the um, sequel list slash remake list. Go fund me. I think we, we need about $100 million to make all of these films right now. Donate to our GoFundMe, please. Uh, when we make Santa slay too... It's just going to be an hour, 15 minutes of Goldberg killing people. Like, that's it. Yeah, because that's the beauty of Goldberg. Like, he's the same wrestler he was 25 years ago. So, yeah. obviously, he's going to be the same actor he was 15 years ago. <laughs> Do you know, when you were saying that, I was legitimately going to ask you, and I was not joking, I was going to be like, have we seen Goldberg since the Saudi match with Undertaker? Legitimately, <laughs> I'd forgotten he'd been the champ again since then. This is what I'm talking about. This is the, this is the, the saga of Goldberg. And the like 15 years of time in which WWE just told us that he sucked is one of the most interesting things. Because now he's like an icon, right? Goldberg is an icon in WWE, like, um, I don't even know how you describe it. It's the way they frame things. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he sucked for a long time. So it's hard to follow for me. But what I will say is this film, it doesn't suck. By the way, what was the bit with the, uh, what was the gadget that they set up early on didn't work and was dangerous and he eventually uses it on center? You know what I'm talking about here? It looked like it, he just shot like a diamond into him. Or but something. what was it though? What was, I have to, I missed this. I didn't understand. So he goes to like he's the angel, his grandfather's. Uh, <laughs> like he builds stuff, right? Yeah. And he picks it up. And he's like, "That's dangerous," and he just kind of laughs it off. And he he fires it, and it like hits eight walls. And he's like, "Could have killed someone." And then it comes back later, and he uses it on on Bill. Do we know what that was? Because I didn't understand. I'm gonna look it up because I. I just thought it was a slingshot or something. But apparently, oh. you know, it was a high-tech slingshot, obviously, because it, was it can very violent. walls and... Yeah. It just, it just, it just has a bazooka. Him. Yes. The, the, the scene where he shoots them off the back of their, their vehicle is something else, right? That's that's pretty impressive. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of what... He has a, a cheesy line, too, before he uses it. I'm always always alarmed when you're like looking for extra information, even when you're trying to help me, because I know where it led us on the twelve rounds uh, two episode. And that was very that was a very dangerous time for all of us. You it's know, it's amazing when Wikipedia edits this stuff, and the they're they're definitely they just fill in gaps like we do, but they they try to do it way more logically yes. to where you yep. would think, oh, this this makes sense. Maybe this is what they were trying to get at. <laughs> I mean, it's. Here's the thing with film, it's like it's so outwardly simple that for the most part it can't miss, right? Like you're either you're either into it or not. But it's very open about what it is. It's like a cheesy over the top slash. Oh my god, oh, Joseph. Oh, you look very excited. 
Oh, did you watch past the credits? No. Oh, neither did I. <laughs> There's a spoiler. No. We Oh, so here's what it says. It says, oh. after the credits, Santa is seen looking over his naughty list when he looks into the camera. And what does he say, Joseph? Kevin Owens, you're next. He says, who's next? Oh, my God. Oh, we've got to go back and rewatch this film. We've got to watch Who's past next? the credits. Wow. We blew it. We, we did. Bl- we've blown the whole thing. We've now, our license as movie reviewers has been revoked now. It, we were already in hot water after I called out my peer last week. Remember on the old <laughs> deal? And now we are done. We have no credibility at this point. Oh, I can't believe they marveled in this film. They went full Marvel <laughs> to where you've got to stay past the credits. I mean, the start, the, here's the, you know this, like, I remember when we did No Holds Barred and you said, did you enjoy like the, the uh, you know, the song that, that plays yeah. in the credits, the actual No Holds and I was like, man, I, you know, when the credits play, I'm like, I'm out of here. Done. <laughs> but I will say this. I waited for like 30 seconds, and the start of these credits is the longest. Oh, it's the longest thing ever. It's just like still shots of characters. They're not even outtakes. It's very, it's very odd. So I was never going to get to the end of them. I can't. <laughs> I mean, maybe in the future I should just get skip through. But I am very sad that I missed uh, Bill saying the only thing he said <laughs> in all of his years in professional wrestling. I'm sure it's fun, though. We'll have to check it out afterwards, right? That's so disappointing. Yeah, we've gotta <laughs> we've gotta watch the Who's Next line. And then we'll come back and we'll do part two of this review and yes. uh, give our review of Goldberg saying Who's Next. Like we've never seen him <laughs> deliver that line before. That's my pick for next week. <laughs> Post credit scene of Santa Slay. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything on the gun. Um. So. Oh yeah. wow! I forgot about that. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't say anything about the this gun that they murdered Goldberg with. So are you saying that if the, the, the teenage lovers, and I don't even know if they're teenage, they're just young folk, right? If they had been more likable, this would be your favorite film of all time. Cause I think that's what you're trying to say here. Jeremy. Yes. If they had been, look, if this film had the correct ending, I guess it did. Goldberg didn't die. So yes. it's he has not... a list of who's next. Yeah. So, all right, are we are we reviewing? Oh, before we get to our ratings, I do have to ask. I already know the answer, but I have to ask. Did you get the the Shatan bit at the end? You know, Goldberg's checking in, and the the. Uh... No, I have no, I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't know earlier. I don't know now. I have no clue. <laughs> so she says Shatan, or he says Shatan. She's like, oh, like the hockey player. Do you know the hockey player, Mirosla no. Shatan? Okay, I didn't think no. so. Yeah, oh, yeah, I now I understand what you're talking about, Lee. Sorry, yes. I had no idea. So that was when she like she's looking at the thing. She's like, "Oh, Satan," and he, he changes it, and she says, "Okay, I've got you." Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Clearly, okay. didn't know. <laughs> um, so much so that when you introduced me earlier, I was like, "I may have watched it, not quite sure." Uh, but there's a lot of moments like, "Oh, Jeremy, may I say there's some layers here that can get lost for a simpleton like me. Would you not agree? It's very tough to follow at times as he's chasing from room to room to room to room, <laughs> just the center. There's layers that get lost, I think, for everybody. That's what we're here for, to explain yes. it and, and fill in those layers. That's that, that was the pitch name of the podcast that we – that was the second name, Layers. Like, that's what we were going to call it. Uh, but we were like, eh, the distraction might work a little bit better. Um, but that's yeah. why we use the hashtag layers because that would, that's our secondary podcast name. I mean, I think we, 
that last portion there when I sent you on a mission to find out something and you came back with a bigger question mark, <laughs> a scene we haven't seen, is probably the best encapsulation of both the film and its layers as well as our like just absolute incompetence as a movie <laughs> review show. But I'm all for it. Look, we, we try our best here, folks. We're watching films that have never been seen before, were made purely for our enjoyment, 15 years, sometimes 20, sometimes 30 years down the line. So it's hard sometimes to see it all at once. Maybe what we should do, Jeremy, is start watching them like five times and then review them. You know, make notes, come in this more prepared. No. But I think we should leave that for other people. That doesn't seem like our gig here. No. Right? That's not what we're here to do. Okay. That, that's definitely not our uh, You wouldn't want to watch this five times in a week, no? Wow. Uh, this, this film, sure. If you got me to watch Marine 6 five times, is that the one we reviewed? The sixth one? I think I said the fourth one earlier. They're all jumbled up. Uh, yeah, if, if you'd gotten me to watch the, the Marine 6 five times, no. Absolutely not. I think I picked the Marine 6, regardless. Yes, no, you did. Not watching that film five times. Some of these, I wouldn't mind. Maybe not five, but I would certainly watch well, them lot, again. Yeah. You really resent Marine 6, don't you? Like You really have a hatred for it, I sense. It, Joseph, it just wasn't... I had such high expectations with The Miz yeah. and Shawn Michaels and Becky Lynch. Like Even if it wasn't good, I figured it would just be bad enough to where it would be enjoyable. And it was just... It was just a nothing film. Just nothing. I would watch that film three times before I watched Baywatch twice. Oh, no. Um, Baywatch is at least over-the-top enjoyable to where you can get... <laughs> look, I'll watch I'll watch that movie again, uh, you know, and we'll talk about The Rock's big dick, huge dick, and everything. <laughs> I'll certainly watch that movie again. I will not watch The Marine 6 again. But you forget like this, the whole murder scene of, of poor Mizzy's character. I think he's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. Like You're acting like there's not moments of glory. That's that it. Film. That's legitimately the only moment is like the, the murder True. of Miz. And it's a big moment the first time you see it because it's yeah. very unexpected if you've never watched it, any of the other Marines. I, I think if you watch that movie again and you know it's coming, it just loses its impact. Now, the montage at the end, I think that'll always be impactful no matter how many times yeah. you see that film. You su- Are you suggesting then that if you'd have watched Marine 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, that the kid, like, do you think it had, was more shocking the murder with seeing the other ones, or would you have expected it almost? This is what I'm intrigued by now that you've said that. I don't know. Let's go back and watch Marine 1 through no, 5. No. I was wondering <laughs> if he could become like a James Bond-style character where before everyone there'd be like a leap that maybe he dies in this one, and people every time they go to the DVD, is Miz going in this one? I guess or no. And eventually, obviously, in 6... As they introduced the young new star, the, the fresh blood in Shawn Michaels, you'd have known almost, wouldn't you? You'd have almost known this is it for Jake. Bless him. Jake! Jake Carter. Jake Carter, Jeremy. There's the no way you're right on that. That's 100% true. No That's way. That is, I will, if I'm wrong, I'll give up my pick for next week's film. That's how confident I am. Did they he's make Jake a Marine Car- 7? All right, what what'd you say his name was? Jake Carter. What was the last name? Carter. Like Vince Carter? Yes. Okay, you're correct. Yes. I don't know why I'm celebrating like I have any good films to pick. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself today. I think I've got my, my license back now as a movie reviewer. Yeah, sure. For remembering sure. Jake Carter. Yeah. What a character he was, man. Man, Jake Carter was incredible. Anyway, what's your about Santa's sleigh? Let's, uh, let's, give, let's give picks here. Or give, Before we do that, give I think tomorrow... 
I think we'll be remiss when you mention this, Jeremy, so I'm going to do it. I think tomorrow marks the 22nd anniversary of Big Bill Goldberg defeating Hollywood Hulk Hogan at the Georgia Dome. Do you have any thoughts, feelings? Does that make you even happier that you picked this film for this very day? Um, no, I picked this film because I wanted to, because <laughs> I needed to, uh, full circle that blockbuster memory from 15 years ago. Sure, I, I really tried film. there. I try to give you an hour. I try to make this like, historically relevant. Um, you wanted a review, a, a number here, right? For the ratings, what you wanted, what I sense. Was, was yes? that, I thought it was, it's oh, not mate. tomorrow. It was yesterday, July 6th. Yeah. So you're wrong. <laughs> It was July 6th, 1988. Why did I not give up up when I was ahead? I had a victory on the Jake (laughs) Cart deal, and then I throw it all away. I got confident. Uh, Never mind. Classic British behavior. A rating. Okay, what's the highest rating I've ever gave? Um, I'm sure it was the Marine 6. It was Suburban Commando, right? No. um, No, you had Mr. Nanny an 8. All because of the bald head, Chrome Dome. Still still going to be top for me. Until I meet any character better than that, that head. Oh, it's not happening. Um, have I given anything a seven, Jeremy? Um, you have. Not... I love how big this stat file you've got is now. Yeah. This game way we've out been hand. we've been reviewing movies for like three months now. We really have. It's terrible. Uh, no, you've not given anything a seven. I'm going to make that change here. I think this film has an actual audience, which puts it above almost everything else. And I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was silly. And to be honest with you, I don't agree with you on the protagonist. My only issue with this film is that I watched it in the first slash second week of July, which made it a little bit more difficult for me to enjoy as much as I could have. Oh, if you now see, if you had known that the day you watched it, I guess you watched it today. So the previous day I watched it last night. If we had known uh, that, that Goldberg, you know, had made history that same day, because I, I admitted last week when I picked this film, it's not a very July pick. Like, I don't know no. what the weather is out there. It was like 98 degrees here yesterday. So yeah. a Christmas movie doesn't exactly work. But had we known that Goldberg defeated Hulk Hogan uh, in 1998 on or about these days that we watched this film, mm-hmm. it may have had more impact on us. And if we had stuck around for the ending credits. True. That, yeah, there's a lot of qualifiers here. Here's my suggestion. I'm going to give it a seven. However, if we are still doing movies by December of this year, we I suggest we, re- re- yeah, we revisit this film as well as a collection of Goldberg moments, uh, horror shows, um, <laughs> glory days, all of the above. I think we do a full Goldberg episode in December. So for all of the distraction fans that like to update their calendar on what we're covering... <laughs> December, you got it, folks. Somewhere in that month, we'll be talking Bill Goldberg again. I promise. <laughs> um, I'm for this. I, if we're still doing movie reviews in December, I think we have to do this film, and there's a film that this is way ahead, and we might have to pick it beforehand if we run out of options. There's a film starring The Miz and Paige that is uh, at Christmas. Start right there, Jeremy. <laughs> Next week's film is Santa's Little Helper, starring The Miz and Paige. I am not joking. That was actually sitting here on my phone. Is um, it really? Yes, because my idea here was going to be that I didn't appreciate us watching a Christmas film, but I thought it was only fair I pay you back for it with a film that is definitely going to be worse, but I'd already made my decision before we got into it. So... Yes, you actually, there is actually my film for next week. We're okay. doing two Christmas in a row. We're doing two in a row. And you are correct. There is no way we were going to make it in December without going to that film. We, there was just no way. So I might as well do it now. 
while the Christmas thing is a bit, and perhaps in future, the first two weeks of July, we always pretend it's just Christmas for some reason. <laughs> Maybe that is our Christmas now. I don't know. But carry on. What's your rating here? Um, I'm going to give this film, I thought this film was great. I'm giving it four and a half stars, which is the same rating wow. I gave No Holds Barred. I've still yet to give out a five-star review. I did give out one seven-star review, but we, we've yet to go five stars. That's like a like Samoa Joe NXT TakeOver match, you know? Like some some people might not like it, still gets four and a half stars. Take that, haters. That's what I was. But yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I'm with it. Your, your system always confuses me, you know that. But I think that's why people come here, right? They get two different numbers and they have no idea what either of them mean. So you can't... One I day... am a little bit concerned that my, like... People can't trust me as much while uh, Mr. Nanny sits on top purely due to a shiny skull. Perhaps this was my chance to get away from that, but I couldn't do it, folks. Until I'm confident, I'm not taking that off the top. I think where I'm messing up is I don't post the ratings on Twitter. I should do that. Like, I should post our ratings on <laughs> you Twitter. You should post it like how you do, like, the AEW NXT ones. <laughs> but, but don't ever explain what the film is. But Joe, a seven, you four and a half, and then be like, what do you think, folks? And just see what happens. I don't know. Anything could happen. I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to post the, the screenshot of, of the ratings that I have in my phone. And then just, you know, we'll have people debate them. Like they do uh, the other star ratings that come out. See, see how yes. many people we can get angry off of these. Like, can't believe yeah. they only gave uh, Baywatch. Can't believe Joe only gave that a three. And Jeremy gave it two and three quarter stars. What What is wrong with these people? Yeah. Hopefully they start building like cases on who we're biased against. So <laughs> they're the best ones, right? Like against this person, who would be the equivalent of that? Like when he co-stars with this guy, he gives it higher. But otherwise, no way. He's always lower than a free. What a disgrace! I think Us we need we need we need like a we need to do a WWE film starring The Rock. So we have a rating of like Rock attached yeah. to WWE and then not attached. So mm-hmm. we could start seeing oh, and it's a WWE film. They give it this rating. But if they go outside of WWE films, they give it a much higher rating. <laughs> I I do think that at some point we need to do like a review of like everything we've done so far and build like a power rankings. I've mentioned this before to you, I think, off air, maybe on. I don't know. I don't watch the shows as I've mentioned a million times. But like when we're confident we've seen almost everything available, I feel we 100% have to do a full show just trying to rank like who is the best actor and why in the history of professional wrestling bad acting. And you could have any range of reasons. Like, in this film, Goldberg is perfectly camp and insane, right? Yes. He fits perfectly in this. So then does that elevate him above a guy who actually tries to act and fails miserably? You'll find out when we do this episode in approximately 12 years. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Get ready for it. Put that one in the calendar, too. 12 years from now, yeah. <laughs> we're going to uh, do this show. Yeah, someone's got it circled in their calendar. And twelve, Look, if you do this and 12 <laughs> years from now, you tweet us, you're like, hey, you got to give us your power rankings. We will do it, okay? We will 100%. This legitimately happened is this other podcast I did many, many years ago. It was a UFC podcast. And we did this bit where we were like, we're going to watch the, the three Forrest Griffin, Tito Ortiz fights. We're going to watch them back to back to back and we're going to pretend it's just one fight and we're going to score it as it's like one fight, you know, yeah. uh, however, I guess it would have been uh, nine rounds because they went three rounds three times. So we we're like, we're going to do this. And then we just completely forgotten about it and never brought it up again. Someone legitimately tweeted me and my co-host and was like, hey, are you going to do this uh, 
this bit with Forrest and Tito, and we're like, shit, someone actually remember it. Like, we've got to deliver on this bit, yeah. right? And we did it, and it was the worst decision we've ever made. So I mean, that series of fights, I mean, I don't want to get off the rails here, but that's uh, the distraction. <laughs> I can imagine that was one of the weirdest experiences ever, because every one of those fights like does the same pattern, right? Like, yeah. Tito, at one point in all three fights, I'm pretty sure looks like he's going to win the fight comfortably and then Forrest will just like low kick his way to a decision win <laughs> in hang on a second Forrest won he won two out of the three or was, one was a draw. draw Ferb was a draw I think no the second was a draw I think Tito Forrest won yeah the you're third. right no, you're right yeah but the Ferb was the one when Tito dropped him right uh remember sure. remember at the end of his career Tito started like just dropping guys and it was like hmm interesting how's that time yeah, so, oh, yeah, this is way, this is way out of time. The first fight was like young Tito. He won a decision. Now, that was happened. young Forrest. Tito's never been young. No, but like, I mean, by <laughs> comparison, he's like not far removed from being champ. He won by decision. Is right, what happened. right. He I was so decision. far off here. It was a okay. close fight. It was a close fight, though. It was, and people yeah. were impressed by Forrest. The yes. second one was Tito's comeback fight, which was supposed to be against Mark Coleman, and instead it ended up being against Forrest, which was a tremendous rib. Um, Forrest... Drew. I'm looking no. this up. I don't no. know. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> the first was a split decision. This was Forrest's yeah. big fight. Because Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. before this he just beaten Bill Mahood and Elvis Senesek. He was supposed to get run over by one hundred percent. Yeah, he was supposed to just strong. Yeah. yeah. Um no, we agree on that. All right. <laughs> yes. The second fight, he won a split decision. Yeah, he won the yeah. split decision. The second yeah. fight. That was UFC 106. Yes, that was the um, the first fight following the Anderson fight. Um, yes, and he won. Yeah, a and it was Tito's first fight in like a couple years, I think. Yeah. So we're all on track here, and the third one I think was the draw. No, the third one, Forrest won by unanimous decision. <laughs> I Why do I think it was a draw? I only thought there. Were, I thought the second may have been a draw, but the okay. third one was Forrest's last fight at UFC 148. That was a uh, Silva Sonnen on top. But the ironic thing is that was supposed to be Tito's last fight. But he yes. now fights like wrestlers in... <laughs> I don't know. No comment. Do you remember when we were talking about films and wrestling? <laughs> and stuff? We should do, for Patreon, we should do the nine rounds. We should do it. I've decided we're doing it. We're doing it. But we're not doing it on the fight with Patreon. We're going to do it on um, JJH Select Live. <laughs> Coming at you soon. Put it in the calendar, folks. Nine, oh, nine rounds. Oh, you want to review all of these fights as nine rounds? <laughs> yeah, not a movie. Like, I'm talking about what you Yeah, do. that's what confused me. Yeah. I was like, wait, yeah. when did they make nine rounds? They just shortened Starring Forrest Griffin and TLT to nine rounds. <laughs> I'm sure we could do it. We we should launch a distraction Patreon. Everyone else has one. I don't know how much traction it would gain, but... Yeah. We'd get so we'd post it and everyone'd be like, Oh, that's cool, man, and then we'd just watch the, the, the actual like subscribers which no forever yeah. and ever. Like, good idea, guys, good good luck. <laughs> I don't know what to even offer people. If you have ideas no, Yeah, if you wanna sign up to our Patreon that doesn't exist, if you have ideas, it'll just charge one dollar for everything, no matter what it is. Hey, one dollar. <laughs> there might be features if there's features on there, I want at least five hundred a week. Okay. At least five hundred a week. Okay. You can come and go, but it has to be that that side. Anyway, this is this is a conversation for off air trip. We were getting way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Next week, Santa's little helper. Are you ready? Next week, Santa's little helper. Um yeah. On Thursday, we will return with our wrestling program. That's not a wrestling program, especially this week. Uh, we have a special guest, uh, Blake Murphy from the the Athletic. 
will be joining us. Yep. He covers the Toronto Raptors. I've told him that Joe is a Sixers fan. He has promised to heckle Joe all episodes. So if you love Joe getting heckled, tune into that. Even if you don't like basketball or wrestling, tune in to just watch Joseph get heckled by a Raptors fan. I'm imagining someone watching this that doesn't even like wrestling. Just like, <laughs> what has happened? Like, you fell asleep with your computer on. What is going on here for you to still be watching me? I don't know, but I appreciate it. And yes, come back on Thursday because I'm going to get bullied, apparently. Live on it. <laughs> it's going to be something. I don't know. I'm ready, though. I'm ready. Uh, Blake's actually a professional. He's not just, uh, yes. you know, he covers the team for a living. So Can't I don't relate. think. I cannot relate to this yeah. professionalism at all. No. But I'm, I mean, I'm sure we'll learn from him. I hope that much, Lee. He's a professional. He can come on and guide us in the right direction ready for our big patreon project that we're planning here live on it. <laughs> uh we're actually taping that uh on wednesday tomorrow so we we won't i guess we could spoil great american bash and aew they've already spoiled it themselves so we could spoil it sure uh we'll catch yeah. blake with our our fun bit of hey what'd you think of that show last night and he'll be very confused and never do our program again that's okay <laughs> um <laughs> we have that on Thursday. Next week, Santa's Little Helper. Saturday is the TEW series. It is the fallout from Judgment Day. We are on the road to uh, we're on the road to King of Kings, the big oh, Triple wow. H retirement show. Joseph can confirm King of Kings is a fascinating show for yeah. for many reasons. Yeah, in our universe, that is worth like. 10 episodes for 30 for 30, right? <laughs> King, of, King of Kings, what and why. That's, that's all it is. It's just a, But yeah, it's, it's worth watching. If you haven't watched so far, I mean, change that. If you want to commit like 100 hours to the series, then, you know, binge it. But if not, I think this is a pretty good place to start. Would you not agree? We've both done a pay-per-view each, and we're heading into hilarious times and maybe some actual good booking i can't remember that's that's just a guess maybe there is we've had some good matches in it what we just booked this past weekend uh, a lot of strong segments a lot of good booking so there you go long-term booking folks long-term booking all right everybody follow joseph on twitter at joe holbert five he's got features you did a a feature um i don't know if it's a feature but you did a list of people who may still have you enjoy wrestling joseph Yes, the, the professional features, I mean, they are, bless their heart, they're, they're struggling in these current trying times. Um, I'm pretty sure I hate wrestling now. It's a shame as I do this show. But I did a deal where I start, I kind of, I've started a series in which I detail people I enjoy. As Jeremy put a lot better than I could. A range of promotions are involved. Um, it's the kind of fake positivity that people seem to love these days, Jeremy. <laughs> and I've got it for you now. And if you, I don't know what my, like, uh, url gimmick is if you go to my twitter there'll be a link somewhere on there i'll post it again after this but yeah it's just a fun little it's like a blog thing i think that's what the kids call them nowadays right jeremy it's like a blog in my faults kind of deal so if you watch this show and for whatever reason you're left pondering wow i wonder what joe thinks of this i mean firstly why what about (laughs) very scary but there may be an answer on that little blog that i do so yeah thanks for plugging that joe holbert five i don't want to see your tweets I clicked that and I was just hoping it was just my name was on there. Like you, you love wrestling because of me, just, and it was. Screen cap for this <laughs> chat right now. I I did control find Lambert. Nothing control find Jeremy. I said Jezza. I, I did. Jezza. I did control yeah. find Jezza, and I saw the shout out. That's the only yeah. reason I retweeted it for you because you did give me <laughs> a shout. out. If that line was not in there, 
I wouldn't have plugged this at all. No retweets, been. no plugs. Now that I think nothing. about this, the folks that keep me watching should have just been a collection of people on Fightful that I kind of like underneath <laughs> on. The, it's just been you, sure, like everyone that's like, yeah, this is why I have to watch, guys. I'm sorry. It's up. <laughs> You're right. That was a bit better idea. But anyway, fake positivity, I've got some for you. Come check it out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert 88. Again, Blake Murphy's going to join us on the show this Thursday. We will talk to you then. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.